0: Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to Episode 212 of Martha Runs the World. The subject of runners defending themselves is controversial. Controversial. But it's something I've wanted to talk about for a long time. And I've wanted to do it the right way. So I've put it off and put it off. And just decided that I'm going to wait till the time is right. Rather than just merely give my opinion, which would be okay, but not great. I would do that, but I don't think that that is the proper way to handle it. I thought I would wait until I could talk to people who actually know and are expertise in the business. So that's why I'm having my two guests on this week. Weapon Brand is a terrific company helping people defend themselves, and they do it the right way. You may be surprised with their mindset. Now, a couple notes before we go to the interview. The interview was done during our bad rainstorms here in Northern California. The storms were crazy. Uh, I'll give you more detailed information after the interview. But it affected the middle part of the interview. It also, for some reason, something weird happened at the end. And again, I will. uh, That never happened in my four years of doing interviews. It just was really strange. And I'll tell you a little bit more afterwards. But it shouldn't hurt the interview at all. And I know you're going to enjoy it regardless of what happened. So here is Jamie Anderson and Brian Anderson-Needham of Weapon Brand. Will you welcome to the program Jamie Anderson and Brian Anderson-Needham. They are the owners of Weapon Brand. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, Hello.
1: thanks for having us. We're great.
0: Great. Thank you so much for being on the show. and Welcome. Welcome, please. So uh, why did you start Weapon Brand and and what is it? <laughs> to, to be, okay, we'll start with what what is weapon brand. Let's start with that.
1: I'll start with what it is. Okay and then Brian can can say why we started. Cool. But um what we really focus on is doing corporate trainings, um, empowering your employees to be their own weapon. And whether that's mentally or physically, you know, whether you're fighting a bully, a predator, an attacker um anxiety depression a, a physical illness like cancer we want you we want to empower you to be your own weapon and a lot of that comes through lecture-based training um, everything involved around self-defense so we do self-defense we do realtor safety we do um, firearms trainings we do active shooter trainings um, so we want your employees to be both both, We want your employees to be safe, both mentally and physically. And then I'll let Brian tell you how we started.
2: Yeah, so um, it was April of 2018. I resigned from uh, the state of Ohio and I opened up. So it's a pretty long story. I won't bore you with it. But uh, I started a, a training academy in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. And in that academy, we did a lot of fitness stuff, but we also had a focus on self-defense. Um, so, you know, our, our whole thing was we create weapons. Um, and like Jamie said, that's physically and mentally and, and against anything that, that you're, uh, you're fighting a bad guy, uh, disease, depression, anything. Um, and we started doing little things, um, at that academy more and more where it started to gain a little bit of traction with, with self-defense. And then, uh, there was a time when I came down to Florida about a year and a half ago. Uh, Jamie's laughing because she knows the reason why I came down to Florida, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to dive into that drama, you know, how to do with the breakup Martha. So, you know, I I don't want to make a soap opera out of your podcast. (laughs) We've uh, all been
0: there. We've all been there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, I, uh, my plan was to come down and, and, and I wanted to show Jamie, uh, a few different things before she went to a music festival. And, and we thought, man, we can maybe make this into a uh, personal safety and threat awareness class down there, which was pretty similar to what we did already in Ohio and, and what I did for the state for quite a bit. And, um, she caught a lot of traction, like, like 30 some people within a small amount of time. I, I believe within a couple hours, right, Jamie?
1: 90 minutes. Yeah. 30 people yeah. had said they wanted to come. Yeah.
2: So. so and we had a great turnout for that class, and um, a lot of those people are still clients of ours now, so they just, they wanted more, and they started to spread the word, and uh, Jamie and I made that into a uh, weapon brand, in a, into a, an actual company teaching self-defense, and, and like Jamie mentioned, a lot of other different classes, so uh, and we're based out of uh, now, not only Ohio, but uh, primarily now out of St. Pete in the Tampa area. That's um, true. Which are yeah. So our goal is to to be the household name in self defense um with with just what our system provides. Um because we, we we reach everybody. I mean, literally anyone can take our class and, and get something out of it or classes. So uh we, we would like to be the uh the go to in self defense and we'd like to do that nationally.
0: Well see I love what, what you do is that you teach a mindset. I sure. mean what what we think of ourselves and what, what we put out, what we project is what people are going to see. So if you wake up with a positive attitude, they're going to see that. They're going to see that positivity. Right. If you wake up with a negative attitude, if you wake up with fear, they're going to see that. And that's what I've always, that's what I've really felt. And I, I'm a city girl. So you kind of have to, you're born with that. And you kind of have to live that way. If you want to survive in the city. But sure. I, I think I think people who move away from that or never lived in in the big city and live in the nice, pretty, pr- protected suburbs mm-hmm. kind of forget that and don't have that. I think that's so. It's a more domesticated lifestyle that you kind of maybe forget that. Maybe I think yep. comparing yeah. it to a domesticated animal and a wild animal, and maybe that's a little bit of it. We we lose a little bit of our instincts. Um sure. so so it really helps to have that. Um and and, and I really like that that's what you're you're teaching is, yeah. is to get back that natural instinct is really what it is.
2: We we put out a there was a meme, I believe it was on my my social media. I don't I don't know if we put it on Weapon Brain or not, but it was on my social media where I put out just a a pretty pretty um uh blank statement that just said uh don't become desensitized to the remote possibility of danger. That's right. like, and that, that's exactly what you're talking about, Martha, where this people, you know, they, they'll move outside of the city and go to, um, you know, maybe a little bit of a nicer neighborhood and, and they think, well, it's nice and secure. It looks nice. It feels nice. Um, uh, but what we, we try to remind people is, you know, the people that are robbing homes aren't robbing homes in, in the, you know, the areas that don't have anything good. You know, they're going to the places that have all the good stuff, which are typically those neighborhoods. So you know, that's that's one one way we try to battle that.
0: Right. And and it doesn't mean being paranoid because that that puts out a bad energy as well. It, sure. It's just, sure, you, you just be, being aware you have to be yep. aware yeah. and, and that that's life. Um, and when so,
1: you're aware to follow your instincts. Um, we talk a lot about. Um, your, your best weapon is your eyes and your gut, your intuition. And to follow that, um, not to ignore it when you're pulling into a gas station and something just doesn't look right. And there's some shady character there. It's inconvenient, but go to a different gas station. It's not worth risking your life, you know, to save a few minutes. We'll be right back.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, so Brian, now you, you were in the Marine. So thank you so much for your service. Yeah. And then,
2: Thanks for appreciating.
0: yes. And you had an extensive career with the state of Ohio as a hostage negotiator, uh-huh. violent fugitive task force specialist. You could just do a show on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says it's
1: not like the movies, but I think it is. Like, I think so too.
0: Yeah. Or, Or is yeah. it like, is it, is it, is it like like the what is um like like what's his name dog? You know, a dog bounty hunter. <laughs> dog bounty hunter exactly. Uh, that's going nickname, Brian. Or you could go for that as Halloween. You just need the wig. Uh, that's, yeah. de- defense yeah. defense training specialist. See this yeah. this, this yeah. is such a great f- fields you were in. This this mm-hmm. really trains you just for this. Uh business. Were you thinking of opening this business for a while before you did? Oh,
2: yes, I, I told you I wouldn't bore you with the story, but that actually goes into that story. Okay. I, Please tell original, us. Yeah. My <laughs> original plan was uh to open this business. Um however, uh and, and I planned on it for literally three years. Three years I I planned it. Um, got everything, you know, I worked for the state for, for a, a pretty lengthy amount of time and I loved my job. I absolutely loved what I did for the state of Ohio. They, you know, they treated me well. Um, I, I had, I had a great experience with that career. Um, however. I just knew that there were people out there that, that weren't police officers, that weren't, uh, you know, troopers, that weren't correction officers, parole officers, that, that weren't in the military that needed this, just us, just average everyday people. And, um, I knew there were a lot more people out there that, uh, would appreciate it and, and that we could share knowledge with and we could actually make some money doing it. However, right before I did it, uh, one of my mentors, he was, um, not only, um, a training partner of mine, but he was also my trainer at one point for one of the aspects of of our system uh, that that we developed from. Um, He, he literally called me a dumbass. He said, you, yeah, I said, if you resign from the job that you have, he said, I I know the job you have He said, if you resign from that job to open up a business, teaching people, trying to teach people self-defense, he said, Brian, you're a dumbass. That's challenge, what his words were.
0: Challenge yeah, accepted.
2: Yeah. I know, right? But here's <laughs> the thing. He actually, he, I knew, uh, especially now and Jamie knows now why he said that. Um, and he was just trying to look out for me because his, his the, the next thing that he said is he said, you know, people unfortunately don't want to know self-defense. Mm. And there's a, a lot of different reasons for that, but, but he, he was right. The majority of people just don't want to know that you even have to learn self-defense or that you should learn self-defense. They want to ignore that it could be a problem. Um, they don't want to accept the fact that it could happen. And quite honestly, when you're taking those kinds of classes, it creates a, a really negative type of feeling. Um, it, it, there's nothing really positive about that situation, obviously. So, and, and that goes into what, Jamie and I do we make it a very positive experience for people you know we 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 do laugh we do have a great time we try to soften that blow a little bit and then make them learn and that's easier for them to learn also however what he said was he said you know if you uh if you have all these people that that you want to teach self defense to you're going to fall flat on your face he said i i did this out of my garage for 12 years now grant he's a multimillionaire doing this and uh and i that's what i said i said hey, you make millions of dollars doing this he said for 12 years i taught out of my garage and did it. Made absolutely nothing, and and luckily there was a spark for him that that did create uh, wealth for him doing that that type of business. However, what he did say was he did still guide me in the right direction. He still still did give me an idea which which I did follow through with. He said, "You know, you have all these fitness certifications." He said, "I know that's not what your favorite thing to do is." Uh, he said, "However, why don't you open up a training academy, a, a gym, um, a CrossFit box?" He was naming different types of things. And that's what I did. I opened up a, a training academy, a training facility in Ohio. And, you know, I had these fitness certifications. So I, I was a trainer and I ran this, uh, this facility. And then I started to sort of slowly implement those self-defense classes and seminars and things that kind of revolved around that. Now that facility, that's, that's what we revolve around up there. So I did end up, um, doing what I set out to do. It just, I had to take a different avenue. And now that, um, we gained quite a bit of experience just in that four years of that, that facility being open and just kind of what people need, what people, uh, still need and don't think that they need, uh, what, what are some misconceptions around the, um, especially in the civilian world around this kind of a community? You know, we had to learn a lot of things in that, in that several years on top of the, uh, the 20 some years that I already started to learn uh, different type of, of self-defense systems and uh, and that's where this came from. So about a year and a half uh, we opened weapon brand and now we are, uh, we're in our second year now and, and we're going strong.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's, that's really, really great. I think you're right. I think there's, I think people don't want to think about that because for a lot of people it makes them even more afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's, 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 a heavy subject and people don't like to be confronted with something so serious. Right. They, they, some of us, uh, some of us crazies, ultra runners and things, we Mm -hmm. don't mind being confronted by something that scares us because we like to challenge it. We like to challenge, (laughs) but you know, so we say, okay, well, you know, we'll, that scares me. I better confront it because something that scares me is, is something that I, Probably have to do, unless it's like, you know, jumping from an airplane or something like that. I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. But if, if something in real life scares me, that's something I have to probably confront. But other normal person who sits on their couch all day, they are not going to do that. So for, for, I think, I think for this audience, though, for my audience who are runners, they don't necessarily mind confronting something that scares them. They're runners. Right. So they always, they do that probably every day when they go out on the road. So, so for them, it isn't necessarily that huge of a leap to go into a, a defense is. class. You know, it,
2: it yeah, is. Yeah. because yeah, Cause they're, especially they're, somebody that's had an experience mm-hmm, or some type of mm-hmm, trauma from it. Right. Right. You know, we, we get that periodically and, and, uh, it's, it's really tough. It's very, very sensitive mm-hmm. for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, right. luckily we have training in that luckily, you know, I, I deal with, with different types of anxiety and PTSD myself. So, um, you know, I, I could speak on that and, and I could, I could at least relate to that. So, um, but you know, the one thing that, that we always try to do, no matter what is we try to make every single person in that seminar, uh, make them feel like a, they're worth it. And, um, and B that that the stuff is very important, and and obviously see that mm-hmm. that they're going to get something out of it without mm-hmm. feeling that anxiety, or they're going to be able to at least work through it to where it becomes something comfortable to them.
0: Sure, exactly. I mean, if they never use it, just think how much they grow and just experience yep. and get stronger, just mentally and emotionally. Uh, it, it's it's just such a positive experience.
1: Yeah, I, I think we, we always say like. We hope you never have to use anything that we're Mm -hmm. teaching you physically. You know, if, if we can help your mindset, awesome. Um, but physically, we hope it was a huge waste of money that you get, you go to your grave and say, I never use that self defense training, (laughs) but it's better to have it if you need it than need it and not have it.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Like insurance.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it is like it is insurance. It is insurance. It gives you the safety. I mean, it gives you the keys and the help, the the necessary mindset to to go places that maybe you were too afraid to go. Maybe you were afraid to go on a trail run by yourself. Yeah, in a perfectly yeah. safe area. I go on trail runs all the time by myself. I'm not afraid because I just not going to let that bother me. But I go on trail runs all the time. But I hear other other women saying, "I'm not going to go. I'm too afraid." Right. Even though it's a perfectly safe trail run and it's a beautiful area and they're missing out on some of the most gorgeous trails here. I, yeah. I, I got, yeah. I go trail running the redwoods all the time, rubber trees, and they're missing out on these beautiful rubber trees and these beautiful trails because they're afraid. And it's, it's like, yeah. you, you gotta get over that, you know, if you yeah. want to experience life.
2: Yeah. You're in uh, Northern
0: California, Martha. And Sa- I live in San Francisco, and I can so hop on a bus twenty minutes north of here in- and go into some of the most beautiful trails you've ever seen.
2: So you're a Raiders fan?
0: That's no, great. I'm not. I'm not a. F- I'm not a football fan. <laughs> <laughs> not- I am. I, I am. Ho- I, oh, are you? Okay, I'm a hockey yeah. fan. I'm a Rangers exactly, fan. Exactly. I love I, I, hockey. I'm,
2: I'm with you I, <laughs> I know. You were I know.
0: Receiver, you're a Niners no. fan. No, I. I <laughs> no, no. I actually, I, I like. I like hockey. I. I that's gotcha. a New York Rangers fan. So, okay.
2: Okay. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, if we play well but, tonight,
0: I'll be cool. <laughs> you know,
2: but you know, Martha, you said something and, and you actually, you, you kind of, you've uh, you hit on it a couple of different times now. Um, But even for those people that are runners, you know, one thing that that Jamie and I consistently and our instructors consistently try to instill in our clients um uh, is they have to make themselves a hard target and what they don't, a lot of people realize when they first start this is it's not so much about how you care yourself because you're learning it. It's about how you care yourself because now you've got confidence because of what you've learned, mm-hmm. and that radiates from you. You know, when you, when you're running uh, with your head up, your your head on a swivel, you're making that brief eye contact, and you have that confidence that hey, you know, I could recognize this and get out of it. Uh, or, or avoid it, or I can recognize it. And if I, even if I didn't recognize it, I was in a situation I'm confident enough to get out of it. That radiates. And mm-hmm. when that radiates from you, those bad guys pick that up. They, they, they pick up on that confidence that now is creating a hard target for yourself mm-hmm. and they avoid it. A lot of times they will avoid that hard target because they want something easy. They want that person that's, that's running with their head down, not making eye contact, mm-hmm. not looking around that could possibly be ambushed. Mm-hmm. So you you've hit on that a couple of times and that's excellent.
0: It's true, it's true. Well, I learned a, a while ago from living in the city that that you have to be you have to be strong. I tell people if you can't show strength, okay, here think of the the most horrible ex-boyfriend or ex-husband you ever had and be really mad. If you can't be really mad, then sing out loud because nobody wants to wants to mess with an angry or a crazy woman.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
0: You know? and, yeah, it, and nobody does.
2: Right. you and, and one one to, to stick in the middle of that, right, right before the crazy is if you don't want if you don't know what you're doing, at least act like it. And if oh, you yeah. if you know how to act like it, that confidence will at least still be it may not be real. But they'll still sense that. Exactly. Sense that confidence. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I always tell people to wear our apparel as well because yeah. if you have a shirt on that <laughs> has a weapon, nobody's going to mess with you. Oh, they're yeah. they're going to think she's trained in martial arts yep. or she's carrying a firearm. Yep. And either one may be true, but if you're wearing our t-shirt, you're probably less likely to get messed with. <laughs> hey, oh
0: yeah. There you go. There you go. And you get a little, little marketing in there besides, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I always, I always have either, either my hockey, my Rangers cap or or my Iron Maiden cap. So, you know, nobody messes with, yeah, I mean, with hockey, I mean. f- hockey fans or metal fans. Nobody's going to mess with Right on Run to the hills. Runs exactly, under the hills right? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hockey fans, you know, the, we watch fighting all the time in our game, so we know how to fight. <laughs> right, <laughs> but yeah. Now, if I was a runner and I wanted to sign up for a course, what would be a good course for me to sign up for?
2: I think um, right off, I'll, I'll go ahead, Jay. Let, let me see if you're going to answer the same thing I am. So thank you <laughs> go ahead.
1: Well, I think one of our most important courses that we have is um, it's called Personal Safety and Threat Awareness, and that's um, subtitled Creating a Weapon Mindset, and that's all about. Um, identifying those universal behavioral patterns that every predator exhibits before they attack, um, being aware of your surroundings, noticing things that you might have thought was normal before, but we're going to show you different ways to look at them that, oh, yeah, this might not be a good situation. So the personal safety and threat awareness is always our number one go to for people. And, the, and that's a lecture based class so no matter what your ability level it's it's pretty easy to to you know learn. Um, and then any of our self-defense self-defense one, two three four, five um you don't have to take one class to take another they're except for level five you have to have taken levels one through four but um, they're all standalone classes and they all kind of focus on different things. Um, but it's like having having a toolbox. And what are you going to pull out of your toolbox based on that situation that's going to be best for you to get out of it safely?
0: That's awesome. I love that. I, I love being able to have this whole, like you said, a toolbox worth of things that you can say, OK, is he's he or she is displaying this or that. Because you know, it can be either one, you know, this person, does, I don't like this. And then you can determine I'll go another street or I'll cross the street or I'll go down this way instead or I'll do this and just uh change your change your route. Uh, why are you guys against things like pepper spray and mace and carrying? Go ahead, Brian. It's,
2: not, it's really not so much that we're against it. What we're against is using it as a primary tool. Uh, You know, there's some people that will use that in place of what what we would consider Mm self-defense, even guns, even firearms. You know, a lot of people get they're they're misconceived by our name or what we do. We teach people uh, the fundamentals of of carrying a gun, the fundamentals of of utilizing their gun. Um, However, and, and weapons retention, of course, how to keep their gun. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that we try to throw out there with guns is we could care less if you have a gun or not. We're not pro-gun. We're not mm-hmm. anti-gun. Mm-hmm. What we are pro is pro-training. And if you are going to carry it, carry it responsibly by getting the training for it. Um, and that goes hand in hand with pepper spray or anything else that you would carry, any of these self-defense tools. Uh, they are a good deterrent. However, um, to go back to your why, uh, it, it to, to be direct with that, it it is considered a self-defense tool. However, it's not. It should not be your primary tool. What should be your, your primary is what Jamie said earlier, with what you see, what you feel first, and then how you react then physically with the hands that you were born with. Are you able to defend yourself that way? Some of the reasons... Uh, with pepper spray is, you know, for any of your listeners right now that carry pepper spray, ask them if they, if they practiced it today, if Mm -hmm. they practiced using it this week, if they've ever practiced it at all. Does it even work? Um, and if it does work, is it going to work in the wind? Is it going to work when somebody's attacking you? How fast are you going to be able to get to it? You know, for those people that carry it in their purse, this is, this is a pretty good, uh, a pretty good proof of principle that we show. Throw your per, your, your phone something that you use probably just under a million times a day, put your phone in your purse and then have somebody call you and see how fast you can get to it. Now see how fast you can get to it under stress or duress, right? So something that you're not used to using day in and day out, how fast can you get to that? So, uh, and not only that, but pepper spray doesn't always work. And it's most most definitely not going to work unless you get a direct impact straight to the eyes, if you just get it around them, yeah, they might cough, they might sneeze, but that's not going to um, get somebody away from you typically that's committed to uh, to the act of violence. So um, as a matter of fact, you know, you ask uh, ER nurses or ER, ER uh, staff or doctors, one of the first things that, that most people say when they've been shot or stabbed, and we're talking about a gun or a knife, not pepper spray. Uh, one of the first things they say when they get to the ER is, I didn't even know I was shot. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even know I was stabbed because your adrenaline cortisol takes over. So, you know, for the for the individuals that say I'm going to carry pepper spray or uh, what we call OC or mace um, as a primary self-defense tool, you are misconceived. Uh, Use it as a secondary tool, as a deterrent, but learn how to first. Recognize, I'm sorry, let's back up. Learn first to accept the fact that you could be attacked by someone at some point. You could be in a violent act. Uh, um, and then now learn the signs to be able to recognize, to be able to avoid that act. And if you can't avoid it, how do you fight out of it? Um and then, then you can go to your pepper sprayer mace. You know, just like we say, people with guns, that's your last ditch effort to survive. It's not something that now that you care, you should pull out and say, well, because I have a gun, I'm going to pull it out first. Well, if you do that, you're probably going to prison. So um, that that's that's probably the best way I could answer that, Martha. I know it's it, there's there's a lot of legs to mm-hmm, that answer, mm-hmm. but um, you know that 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 creates a lot of uh, a lot of different misconceptions when people are trying to almost trick somebody into buying something that they think will protect themselves. It's true when the pepper spray
0: expires, and I always ask them, "When was the last time you checked the expiration date?" Yeah, right. another, thing, another thing I asked, too, is that what if you mistake uh, a little kid who runs out in front of you and you think it's something you're going to pepper spray them and they could actually die from that. So uh, the, and, 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 and don't get concerned about people running with guns. You know, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not anti-gun at all, but I ask them, how how often do you practice a week running, taking your gun out of the holster? And hey, none, none of them, different. none of them do that. So, right. you know, like, right. how how good is that going to be when you're, you know, when when the person who's who's much bigger you takes control of the gun? That's not going to be nope. a whole lot of a whole lot of use. Yeah,
2: you We know, we uh, we, uh I, I've taught a lot of um, law enforcement agencies and uh, law enforcement uh, personnel as well. So, and the one thing that you know, they're so a lot of times not worried about somebody getting to their gun until you start to give them some statistics or the very simple statement. What if it's me that's going after your gun? You know, not that I'm some, you know, uh, a crazy, uh, you know, badass, but it's because, (laughs) (laughs)
0: i believe it. yes
2: exactly yeah. <laughs> but, but what if i'm going after your gun do you know how to protect your gun you know do you know how to like you said draw it on the move or you know we have so many people martha that, that tell us well i'm good with a gun i go to the range a couple times a month the range is nothing the range mm-hmm. is very very little the range is about 15 percent of what you should be practicing and that's tops um, you know, that paper isn't coming towards you. That paper isn't swearing at you or or, or uh, you know, having a weapon in their hands. That 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 paper isn't trying to attack you or take no. your kid away. You know, that, that paper isn't in your home now, waking you up in the middle of the night. So, you know, people get very misconceived by the fact that, oh, just because I'm a good shot, I'm good with the gun. You know, you ask any special operator the percentage of of time that they spend practicing with their gun unloaded. Practicing fundamentals, weapons retention, dry firing drills, they're going to tell you 80 to 85%. So, and those are the people that, that use guns the most. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if, if we could, you know, follow their tactics in, in training, I, I think we'd be a lot better off. And until that, uh, quite honestly, I, I, I can get some heat for this, but I really don't think you should be carrying a gun. Yeah. If you haven't had the proper training and you're not responsible enough to carry that gun, um, after, you know, you you should ba- basically. Bottom line is, if you're not getting the training, you shouldn't be carrying a gun. Yeah. Because bad guys are drunk, bad guys are high, bad guys are crazy, bad guys are committed, bad guys are are bad guys, yeah. and they don't need your consent, and they don't care if you had training or not. They're going after that gun. And the most, uh, this is. The, I'll end with this, and I'll, I'll I'll let you guys talk. I'm running away. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's but, all right. Uh,
0: no, it's good. The, uh,
2: it's all you know, right. Police officers that get killed by guns, the majority of them are getting killed by their own guns. Mm-hmm. So just think about that for a second. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're the ones carrying them. They're the ones that are, and, and this is air quotes, trained properly. You know, mm-hmm. um, just in the state of Ohio, once a year, our police officers have to fire on average. This is just a, your typical average agency, twenty-five rounds a year. Hmm. that's in there. That's in an in-service twenty-five 25 rounds. So think about that for a second, 25 rounds. So the rest of that training should be everything else. So if they're doing that, well, then that should show you, okay, so maybe my shooting should be a little bit less. And instead of me going to the range, I should be taking some classes on how to keep my gun or how to yeah. function my gun under pressure.
0: Yeah, that's very true. So, so you have two locations in the U S right?
1: Yeah. Okay. We have a training facility in Ohio, which is where Brian started Combat Mm -hmm. Athlete Performance Academy and where we run all of our weapon brand Mm -hmm. trainings out of. And then in Florida, um, we're mobile. So we do a lot of corporate training. So we go to your office, your boardroom, your conference rooms. Um, you know, your community mm-hmm. centers, we do a lot of churches and schools. Um, so we're in their facilities. Okay. Uh, we're hoping that eventually we will have our own training facility down here. And then, um, we'll be franchising out throughout the rest of the country. But right now, Florida and Ohio, o- uh, Ohio at Combat Athlete okay. Performance Academy and Florida, we come to you.
0: Nice, nice. Okay. Now we're, we're continuing on from where the power went out. Okay. Um, so we have, I have Jamie Anderson and Brian Anderson, uh, need him back. So hi to you guys. Hello. Hello. Okay. And now I'm going to ask about, do you have online courses?
1: We currently don't have any courses that you can take online. Um, but we are working on getting some filmed. So those will be up on the website. I would say hopefully in the next month or two. Um, you can always contact us directly and we can do our trainings via Zoom. But, um, right now for purchase or download, then you've just got to wait about a month or two. Oh, that's nice though. So, so if, if like an
0: organization wants to do it, you can, you can do it like via Zoom or, or something like that. That's great.
1: Yeah, we have we have a lot of lecture based classes that have nothing to do with anything physical. Mm -hmm. And even some of our physical classes, if you have a partner with you, um, we can coach you through some of the self-defense type stuff um, via Zoom.
0: Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Do you have any any recorded uh, lecture classes that someone can rent or buy?
1: Um, Not yet, but we're working on that. So probably within the next month or maybe two months, um, we'll be posting our footage online of some of our classes or filming um, specifically for online downloads.
0: Very cool. I would be very interested in that. Uh, So how many are usually in a class that you have in person?
1: You know what? We do private sessions for one people or corporate sessions for a hundred people at a time or more, you know, depending on the size of the organization. And obviously the more people that we have, the more instructors we have down there guiding them. But, um, Brian, uh, for most of his career actually taught, I think he says like 80 to hundred people, um, weekly at a time. So he's used to the big groups, but we also do one-on-one sessions. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Where's the most
0: unusual place you've taught a class or given a lecture? Oh man,
2: that's a really good question. Um, I've ta- well, I taught a um, <laughs> uh, not for weapon brand, but I taught a a SEAL team how to work what's called a Mark Nineteen in the middle of the desert in Kuwait one time. <laughs> cool.
0: Okay. What what is that? What is a Mark Nineteen?
2: Um, Tell us about it. It's a uh, it, it's a, a semi-automatic grenade launcher. Okay. Oh wow, that's that's <laughs> so was, cool. So yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of fun. Um but as far as weapon brand stuff, um we have we have quite a few unique places. We've taught things uh rooftop, um condominiums. We've taught um in a ton of different parks. Um we taught in a place just a couple of weeks ago where Jamie was trying to get me uh attacked by an alligator. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yes.
1: anytime we're by water, he's going to get attacked by an alligator or a shark. So you know, all- alligators are pretty mellow.
2: Alligators don't really <laughs> attack;
0: a- they're pretty mellow. So,
2: I-, I hope you're right about that because we're in a lot of parks by a lot of water.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, they're pretty mellow. They don't usually attack. There- there's there's actually yeah. an ultra race in uh, near Houston called. um i oh, yeah. um, I've forgotten the name of it, but but it goes around this park and it's in the winter time and there's alligators in the park. Oh. I think it's Brazos Bend and there's alligators in the park, but it's in winter time and, and alligators are pretty, are docile. Very, very, I mean, they're like half asleep in the winter time and yeah, you pass yeah, yeah. a lot of alligators in in this on the course. Huh, interesting.
2: Okay. I, but, I was riding a horse one time in, um, in Mexico. And <laughs> that sounds, sounds so <laughs> off the wall, but uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I wasn't like, Running from bandits or anything. It was like, it was (laughs) an actual, like, scheduled, like, horseback ride. I was thinking humble, humble brag here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 not at all. I was doing it actually quite nervously, too. But um, I was riding this horse, and there's like a line of us, and we were actually uh, going towards the ocean. We were going to walk into the ocean with the horses, which was like the whole point of it. It's pretty cool. Um, But I happened to look down. And I'm like, oh, come on. And there's an alligator right below me. Oh, God. Right and I'm like, if this horse gets spooked and I fall off near this alligator, I, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm, <laughs> what are the I horse guess things? one zigzag, as Jamie says. <laughs> what are
0: the horse things? Oh, we, we just walked,
2: walked right back, oh, so... walked right past it, or See, didn't, didn't even care.
0: If the horse is yeah, nervous, so you shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. If the horse yeah, is not right, nervous, right. you should not be because the horse knows. Right exactly I, I think
2: pretty much any body of water that we go by jamie probably hears me ask hey you think think there's sharks in there or she hears me ask i think there's alligators in here well <laughs> sharks is
0: sharks but, is a little different you know and and yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. alligators you should worry about it's crocodiles no they're a little gotcha different. gotcha little, and we do have american um, crocodiles but they're real far down in the
2: everglades you don't have to worry about them really but, uh, okay. yeah okay. yeah
0: you know huh. if you're so in I, africa yeah, anytime I'm, that's different you know
2: yeah <laughs> i trying to think of, of anywhere really unique that we've taught since we've been weapon brand um and i really i, I really can't
0: you have some on the beach anything, right you? do you have any on the beach oh nice. a, yeah we do
2: a lot of a lot of things on the beach
0: that's pretty cool yeah, yeah, i mean why, why would you pass up a uh, class on the beach right. i mean that's pretty
2: nice yeah. right right yeah yeah, yeah that really makes yeah, it was, you know,
1: it's medically proven that being seeing the ocean, being yeah. at the seaside, yeah. um, like helps reduce reduce stress, helps yeah. um, you know, your heart, anxiety, oh, yeah. all kinds of things. Oh, and yeah. so we actually have a boxing on the beach class on Wednesdays twice a day, once in Madeira Beach, once at Gulfport Beach. And um, whenever we have private sessions, we're always like, mm-hmm. You want to do it at the beach? <laughs> yeah, <nice. laughs> because that gives us a chance to be at the beach as well, you know, and we could definitely use some stress reduction. So oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, my two favorite places are the beach and the mountains. Either place, I'm happy at. You know, because yeah. it's just so peaceful. It's really nice places. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's terrific. Yeah. So, what do you have going on for 2023? Other
2: than what we talked How? about, do you, yeah, I don't like, think you have enough time in your podcast.
1: A <laughs> 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 uh, world domination. Is the Excellent. I like yeah. that. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, but we're, we're working on, on filming some of our content so that we can put it online for downloads and for people to Mm -hmm. join us virtually because we know not everybody can get to, um, the St. Pete, Tampa or Northeast Ohio area. So we're working on that. We're working on, um, our instructor development program. So people will be able to come to us for, um, different types of trainings to Mm -hmm. either be a weapon brand instructor, Um, under us and come work for, I guess, the corporate office, um, open their own weapon brand facility in a city that they want to, um, you know, take this to, uh, or just for their own personal deepening their knowledge of self defense. So we're working on the instructor development program and, um, hopefully we'll have our own space down here in St. Pete Clearwater. In the next year where we can have classes right now, all of our classes are mobile. So we go to your company, we go to your boardroom, mm-hmm. we're in gymnasiums, we're at the parks, at the beaches, um, at, at people's homes, on their balconies, mm-hmm. on their rooftops, like wherever somebody can find space for us, we make it work. But... um we would like to have our own space in the next year. So y'all can come to us instead of us coming to you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, That is very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And I wish you the best of luck. Um, Yeah. I hope the 2023 just rocks your company because you really deserve it. You guys are awesome. And we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you you so much. We appreciate Ah, you having us. And to all the runners out there listening, please stay safe. If uh you can't get a hold of us if you're not in our area just get a hold of somebody and please um you know be trained so that you're not you're not the victim.
0: Thank you very much Jamie and Brian and I wish you the very best of luck in weapon brand. And I also can't wait for the online stuff to come on because I am going to take advantage of that and all their contact information will be on the website com, so you can get in touch with them if you live in Ohio or Florida. And when their stuff comes online, I will tell you about it. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened because I told you I would. I promised. Okay, during the rainstorms, there was... Okay, why are they hammering next door? (laughs) I tell you, my upstairs neighbors love to make noise in the middle of the night. Last night... They woke me up hammering at 1 a.m. Who does that? Who hammers at 1 a.m.? So, so I, I took my broom and hit the ceiling a few times and said, hey, knock it off. And they stopped it. All right. So it took me a little while to get back to sleep, but I finally did. Um, but during the rainstorms, it was kind of windy, too, and it knocked out the power. And I was doing this interview, and I had about about maybe five minutes left in the interview and it knocked out the power and it didn't come back for like seven hours afterwards. First time in four years that I ever interrupted an interview which was very frustrating (laughs) so it was like you couldn't wait five minutes really so I had to we had to reschedule and finish up the interview and I have no idea what happened at the end there I don't know if it cut off if I accidentally cut off what happened if zoom was having problems i have no idea so i don't know what happened but we got the total gist of the interview and the quality of the sound is really good so that's all i have to say (laughs) so i apologize for all the trouble that we had with the interview and i it just hope that it turned out okay and you were able to hear it all right it was very very strange (laughs) It was like, oh my goodness, this was a first. (laughs) I am back at the gym. I'm doing my regular strength training routines, and it's been a while, and I was sore this week. Yeah, I got back in, and I'm doing all my strength training, because when I go get my surgery, I want to be strong, and I want to recover nicely. I want to get back into running as soon as I can. But boy, I tell you I I felt it. I really felt it. so that was good. that that was nice. So it's nice getting back into some kind of a fitness routine. I've been off sugar. I did have a cookie today at work and I felt very guilty about it. But I haven't had sugar a lot lately, so yeah, you, I'm starting to lose the weight again and getting back into it. So it's it's slow, but it's working. All right, so I hope you're doing okay in your fitness goals and your running. And i love to hear about it if you want to tell me. And we will continue on with this. And I also have a new blog post. I I put some writing in the website once a week, usually on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, whenever I get it done. But I do put something in there. It's a subject that is completely different than the episode. It's just something that is off the top of my head. Have to do with running or fitness or that kind of thing. So go to com for that. And everything else is on the website if you want to check it out. And if you want to email me, the email is martharunsaworld at gmail.com. So until next week, you know what I say. Let's tie our shoelaces and go for run.